Okay. But one of the most jarring aspects of the speech was the fact that she said that she was diagnosed with a condition called retinal albinism. Okay. It's a rare form of, of um, it's a rare eye condition. Interesting. That caused okay. her to be um, legally blind. Aye. And she and she shares her story of how she found out that she was legally blind. And in her story, she says that when she was 17, she went with her younger sister to the eye doctor. Yeah. Be a good older sister and take her, you know, be there with her. And the eye doctor checked her own eyes, you know, Caroline's eyes, as a way of, you know, alleviating the fear of her younger sister. And he's checking the chart and he's like, oh, I see today's your birthday. How are you celebrating your birthday? And she's like, well, I'm going to get my license. Oh, wow. And the eye doctor turns to the mother and says, you didn't tell her? And she's oh, like, no. Oh. And, and How'd she not know she was legally she blind? Like, she did not know. She thought that this was what everybody on the planet, how everybody on the planet sees the world. So, wow. And she never had a struggle because she... she thought it was normal. Even if she struggled, it was something that she thought that everybody struggles with. Wow. Um, and her parents knew, though, you're saying. Her parents knew that she had retinal albinism. And they didn't tell her. And they didn't tell her. And when she questioned her mom, she, her mom said, you know, you never had, there was never a reason for you to have to know about it. You don't need that disabled mindset. Wow. And look at you now. And so she shared this as a TED talk. And... um. One time, years ago, I was a, yeah, early 2000s. No, um, she was probably, it was about seven, eight years ago, maybe. Okay. I, um, so it wasn't early 2000s. I was on a TED Talk binge. (laughs) And I was just going from one TED Talk to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Mm -hmm. And I found her TED Talk. It came up and I was listening to it. I'm like, wait. That mom's crazy. Wow. This is nuts. Yeah. And I, I listened to it again. And I listened to it a third time. And I'm like, that mom's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, literally that, brilliant. That, that's absolutely brilliant. Now, of course, you have to understand each child. And certain children do have to understand that they have a disability. And maybe yeah. for them and for their psyche, it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I think this mother did yeah. a brilliant thing. And it really... Sure. That changed my whole outlook on life. Again, at mm-hmm. that point, I was whatever age I was, living with my two conditions my entire life. Mm-hmm. And this was just such a unique approach to to my own conditions. Yeah. That I, I made an effort to try to meet her. Wow. I couldn't find her. I couldn't find her online. I couldn't find anything. Um, I ended up going to a conference in Austin. And she was one of the panelists. No way. Oh, so I went over to her. I, uh, like I said, I geeked out. And I'm like, <laughs> by the way, you, uh, let me tell you about your TED Talk. Let me tell you the yeah. part that really caught my attention. How crazy smart your mother is. Right? She's so and she's smart. Like, and she's like, okay, hold on. She pulls out her cell phone right there at the conference. She calls Ireland. She's like, mom, 
I got some Jewish kid here. He wants to talk to you. <laughs> she oh hands him my gosh. Like, you're brilliant. I don't know who you are, but you're absolutely brilliant. That's amazing. That's such a cool idea. That's such a cool thing. Why'd you do it? How come you've been yeah. She's And she told me, she said that her daughter was very resilient as a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously as a two-year-old or a three-year-old, you're not going to call it two, three-year-old, but you're legally blind. Right. Um, so as as Caroline evolved, uh, as Caroline got older, um, the uh, there was no real reason for her to know. That's wow, that's an awesome mom. That's really that's yeah, a very yeah. Cool she's story. she's a complete rock star. Yeah, listen, we don't have so much time left, but I want to ask you before we go about National Rare Disease Day, which is this February twenty eighth. It's actually February twenty ninth, which is interesting because it's such a rare day. I'm assuming that's right. why they did it. So yes, what are you doing on February 28th to support this day? So on a, on a normal year, I'd be in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. On the 28th, I'd actually be in either Congress or at the National Institutes of Health. Um, this, is, this is anything but normal this year, yeah. um, which to a degree means more than ever, we have to, you know, um, double down and really push out and make a concerted effort. Mm-hmm. As such, for for rare disease week, rare disease week, rare disease day. But by way of focus, doing what we're doing as uh, an organization and as individuals is we are sharing our message on social media. Okay. Um, on every platform. Mm-hmm. Number one, where we're asking people to share the message. And we are, we're attempting to utilize something that, again, has never been done before. Yeah. Prior years, it's just these advocates coming themselves. Um, this is an opportunity that we can kind of get the world involved with. Because we're anyway home, we're sharing it on social media. If we're sharing it on social media, we're going to ask our friends, hey, yeah. You might not know somebody. Let's go. Let's forget what I said. You might not know somebody with a rare disease, but somebody you know knows somebody. So share this message on your social media platform and have them contact us or have them contact their local rare disease, you know, umbrella organization or disease specific organization. Resources are available. Um, Get the message out. Show people that there is hope, Mm -hmm. that there is a way forward. Um, that, that's that's going to be our effort this year. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking your time. Yes, thank if you. Can, if people want to contact you, how can they do that? So they could contact us on the website at hwofhope.org. Um, we're reachable via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram. We we made an effort when, when we started the organization mm-hmm. to... As difficult as it would be for us, but we want it what's easiest for the patient. Yeah. We want to make it as easy as possible for the patient to reach out to us. So we opened up all forms of communication. Wow. Um, so that's all we on your do, website. Yeah, and we do accept carrier pigeon. <laughs> I'm joking. <Yeah. laughs> carrier pigeon is how they sent messages back in like the oh, 1900s. Oh. Okay, There's okay, okay. They okay. Like, a letter to pigeon's leg. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what that is. It's like Harry Potter, like the owls. They send the letters with the owls. Yeah, yeah. So all this information is available on the website. All this information is available on the website. 
Okay, amazing. Well, you just listened to the 46th episode of Hebrew Hits. I'm your host, Malia, and that was Huda Gelman talking about rare diseases, how he got started, his life story. That is such an incredible story, how everything led to the next with his story. Well, please go hit that subscribe button right now on YouTube. You're watching. Please hit subscribe, like, share, comment. And please go follow Hebrew Hits on Instagram and Facebook at Hebrew underscore hits. We are available on all your favorite streaming apps. We will see you back next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye.